This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios. Speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? You better visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That is 208-467-7468. Welcome to the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast, a show about how to succeed in business while creating a balanced and healthy life. I'm Ashlyn Cubison, an entrepreneur who went from successful real estate broker to published author, all while running three businesses. And I'm Lindsay Young, the founder of Lindsay Lives Well, a holistic nutrition and lifestyle brand, NSCA strength and conditioning specialist, and ITN nutrition coach. If you're an ambitious dreamer, get ready for some simple and actionable strategies. Let's get started. In today's podcast... I really want to speak to the heart of the female business owner who has an overwhelming desire to succeed, but isn't treating herself like a serious business owner. I feel qualified to speak to this woman because I have been her. And when I wasn't treating myself like a serious business owner, surprise, no one else did either. I often hear phrases like, oh, I just have this little side thing that I'm doing, or it's just a small passion project, or it's just an MLM, or it's just a blog, or it's just to help friends and family. If you hear that word just, that's a red flag, by the way. (laughs) Or it's just a creative outlet, or I'm just writing for fun. I'm not taking it too seriously. And then guess what? The side gig never turns into a full-time gig. The passion project never launches, the MLM or the blog doesn't grow, and the book doesn't get published. And while we've been claiming this whole time that the thing we're working on isn't that big of a deal, the truth is that it is a big deal to us, but we're afraid to admit it. We're afraid to let others know that there is a big dream living inside of our hearts, and we're afraid to take ourselves seriously because deep down we know that it's going to require a different version of ourselves in order to get to the other side of that fear. So I'm curious, Ashlyn, knowing your story of having been so young when your real estate career took off and then switching gears pretty dramatically, you know, jumping into writing romance novels and you have a pool business and other businesses as well. So has there ever been a spot in your business journey where you've caught yourself playing small? So short answer is yes, of course. I've absolutely been there before. And to be honest, because for a long time, I was afraid of my real estate clients finding out about my other businesses in writing, I sort of played everything small outside of real estate. 
I, you know, I was young and a mom and in real estate, there's like this certain kind of expectation and stereotypes. And I really had to overcome that because, you know, part of it was my own insecurity, but another part was real, like where my clients wanted to know, are you all in, in real estate? Are you going to always be here at my beck and call? And I was, and I was still able to manage other companies at the same time but they didn't know that. So I was playing small in regards to like, when I would talk about my writing to anybody, I'd be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just doing it just because I want to prove to myself. And that was true. But at the same time, during that exact moment, I was going through editing and I knew it was going to be something bigger. So I knew that I had to have a mindset shift and take bold stances and let my my clients know, let the world really know that I was more than capable of running multiple businesses. And I mean, I already was. It's just I had to make it known and get really clear and do some work on my messaging. When you begin to treat your business or your passion like an actual business, things start to shift. It's really simple. If you're still treating your business like only a hobby or a side hustle, it will only ever be one of those things. Even if your business isn't exactly where you want it to be or where you need it to be today, you can still take it seriously. Don't sell yourself short, please. Yes. I remember in my early days of personal training when I had no clients and I was struggling to build up that clientele, I had this mantra that I developed. And I remember like when I would walk from my car to the gym every day and my feet would be on that little path and I would say, my schedule is fully booked. My schedule is fully booked. My schedule is fully booked. And I made the decision to think and be a personal trainer who had a fully booked client roster. And if I was going into work and was booked, was truly fully booked back to back for seven hours, how did I prepare that morning? How did I keep track of my billing? There were things that I could get away with when I wasn't fully booked, like sleeping until the last possible second and just bringing my breakfast with me into work or being disorganized in my billing records because I had you know, more time to kind of gather things and get them together. But I couldn't get away with that if I was training 10 plus clients a day. So when I decided to act as though I was fully booked before I truly was, things began to shift in a pretty magical way. Gosh, that's so good. Just hearing you talk about that, actually, it made me think about like in my real estate career, same thing. Like before I really had clients, I knew I wanted to work on a referral basis, but I also wasn't doing anything to really put myself out there and I had to take myself seriously. So I don't know. It just gave me a little flashback right now. But Lindsay, I want to know. When did this like mindset shift happen? Was there a time where you were kind of playing small and you were doing those things that you listed above, like bringing your breakfast to work. And like, when did that change for you? When did you decide, okay, this is enough and I'm going to be serious in this business? Yeah. I mean, I think having had different businesses and different stages of business growth and all of them, there's been a place where I've had to like a crossroads where I've had to make that decision in every single one. And it usually comes when I just get sick and tired of my own crud, (laughs) you know, sick and tired of my own excuses. And recognizing that there is so much within our control that we don't recognize or we don't give ourselves credit for. It can be so easy to come up with excuses for why we're not growing the way that we want to. But I mean, once you get tired of hearing your own excuses, you have to make a decision. I'm going to act differently and I'm going to think differently. Oh gosh. So excuses. I feel like that's such a huge thing. It's really easy to get trapped in that mindset of like, 
I'll treat this like a business when X happens, or I'm going to take myself seriously once I hit this big milestone. And you know what? I've been there before. I've had those thoughts, but those thoughts never served me and they're not going to serve you, my friend. So let's shift our thought pattern here and first change the way we look at our business and our ownership of it. Then the business success will come. I really believe that. Yes. So let's dive in with some practical tips. Ashlyn and I are all about the practical tips. Give me the tips. (laughs) For how to take your business seriously. And some of these are like practical how-tos for your business. And some of them are mindset shifts as well. So first, create SMART goals. These allow you to hold yourself to something that is actually achievable. I'm sure you're familiar with the acronym SMART for SMART goals, with which stands for goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. But I can't believe how many business owners I talk to who really don't have specific goals. So at least begin there. Begin with goals that are specific and measurable. And growing my business isn't specific or measurable. Having revenue goals per month or per quarter is. And even if you're not in a place where your revenue is growing and you're still in early stages of your business, you can still set very specific goals that are measurable, like email list signups or amount of copy written or contacts that you reach out to per week or events that you book. There are still things that you can be specific in setting those goals and measuring them along the way. Absolutely. And that kind of leads us into number two is set specific hours for when you're going to work on your business. And then not only set them, but schedule them into your calendar. You know, like time blocking, for instance, you really want to treat those hours like you would treat a job if somebody was hiring you. So if you were working for someone else and you had to be there, you're going to be there. You're going to show up. You're going to give it your all. And that's what you want to do for your own business. Even if it's just one to two hours a week that you're dedicating towards your side hustle, schedule it in, be dedicated, commit yourself to showing up for you, your dream and your business. Yes, absolutely. Okay, the third tip is to have a separate bank account. How can you know what is your business money if it's mixed in with your grocery trips? (laughs) And I am embarrassed to admit how long it took me to pull the trigger on this one. And it was all about my mentality. I didn't think that I was someone who deserved to go out and have my own business bank account. It was this imposter syndrome that I was struggling with. But it really made taxes and keeping track of business income and expenses a total nightmare. Having a separate bank account is one of those things that your customers will never see, but it gives you a sense of legitimacy and that energy comes across to your clients and it seeps into every aspect of your business. It's one of those behind the scene things that really does impact your confidence and the energy your business brings. Absolutely. And so number four, which is all about finances, since we're talking about them already, Make sure you keep track of them. Do you know if you made more money last quarter than this quarter? What about comparing holiday seasons? You won't be able to track this if you aren't keeping track of your income and expenses. Whether you use the old-fashioned pen and paper, a digital spreadsheet, or a software application, you need to get organized. And this doesn't have to be complicated. Like I don't want this to feel overwhelming to you because it's, it's not complicated. Don't let that myth hold you back. You just want to make sure you have these systems in place before you grow. Because believe me, it's so much easier to get these set up in the beginning 
then when you're so slammed with business and clients and work that it feels like this intense struggle to even set time apart aside to do finances. So get those systems in play right off the bat. Or, you know, if you've been at this for a little while, it's okay. The sooner you do it, the better it is. Agreed. Okay. So next we're going to talk about using contracts and it is so easy in this day and age to get yourself in a legal pickle. If you are selling any type of a service, contracts can really save you time, headaches, and money. It lays out the scope and protects you from client retaliation if something were to go south. And I know that we hope and pray, and we don't think that that would ever happen to us, but gosh, the peace of mind that comes from knowing that no matter what, your back is covered is really priceless. When I started my nutrition consulting business, I had some pretty basic generic client contracts that I got from my nutrition school and just kind of, you know, insert your name and business here. And that was great for starting out, but it wasn't going to be enough to cover the scope of things that I was doing as I began to grow. So that next step was hiring a legal gal and feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram if you're in the coaching industry and you want me to connect you with her because she's amazing. But I I knew that I needed to make sure I was fully covered in all areas. And it's actually scary how many legal predicaments you can get yourself in without realizing what you're doing is illegal. You know, things that are happening on Instagram and with your email list, the way you're acquiring um, people on your newsletter. And I don't say that to scare anyone, but I just want to put it on your radar so that it's something you're thinking about as you're growing. And I think that this is one of those big mindset shifts that you have to make. At least it was for me in really taking yourself seriously and saying, hey, this isn't just a hobby that I'm kind of making money at, but this is something that I really want to be successful and thrive in. And I definitely felt that energy in my business when I had the confidence that I was fully protected and legit. It really helped with that imposter syndrome that a lot of us face. I feel like that's such a good one. And it's, you know, like you said, you're not trying to scare anyone, but it's so important to be made aware of those. So like, this is one that I didn't really realize that not many entrepreneurs thought of because since my background is in real estate, like we dealt with contracts left and right. I mean, my broker's license is hung in California where sadly a lot of people are so happy. So we had so many disclosures and contracts to always think of. So every time I start a new business, I always try to consider what kind of legal, you know, backing or ramifications there could be of something that I'm building. So I think that's such a good tip and to have people made aware of because it will save you so much of a headache later on in life. Number six is probably my favorite one. It's invest in your business. So I feel like this is such a great one because I always found once I invested in my business or in my passion, financially especially, it's like an infusion of motivation for me. It was like I took that first step and now it really felt real. And this doesn't have to be like a huge investment. You know, there's tons of books that can teach you selling strategies or there's digital courses that can teach you how to master something in your field. 
you don't have to go and buy something that's like thousands of dollars. It can be as inexpensive as a $3 ebook, but you're investing not only financially, but also your time in reading through that and learning and learning from the experts. You know, sometimes that does cost a little bit more money, but it's going to save you so much time and frustration as well as increase your revenue so much faster. Mm, yeah. It's kind of acknowledging like, Hey, I know I'm not an expert in any in everything, so it's okay to invest in getting the help that you need. And along those same lines of investing in your business, I also want to encourage you to invest in yourself. Maybe you know that you need some mindset growth or external accountability or to learn some new skills. Consider hiring a business coach to help you stay on track. That was my first big step and in investment in my business was hiring a business coach. And I've hired a lot now <laughs> over the course of my career. And with every single one, every time I invest in myself, I have up-leveled both professionally and personally. And as someone who is a coach myself, I know the power of being coached. I know that I need that too. And if I'm encouraging others to invest in me to help them grow, then I know that I need to walk the walk and be willing to invest in myself. I love that. And I think that even in this one, you really can, so you can do those bigger investments with the coach or with things like that. But I was thinking, you, you just got me thinking right now, like what was my investment when I, especially in real estate. And one thing that I did for myself was to make myself feel better was I actually invested in just a few new professional outfits. Cause I didn't really have anything that made me feel good and confident, especially cause I was in my early 20s when I first started and I already looked younger than I was. So it was very confusing and people kind of didn't take me seriously. And just going and buying a couple of outfits that I knew I could show up in made me feel so good and confident. And so if you want to make a small investment, you can look for something like that too. I love that. That's such a good point. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to play the part. Yes, yes. <laughs> so number eight is talk about what you do. Okay. I can't stress this enough. There's no reason to hide what you do. And I'm saying this from such a place of compassion because you guys, I hid my writing. Like I hid it from everybody. Not, and I'm, I'm serious. Everybody, my mom, my sister, she was like, wait, what, what are you doing? I don't, you don't even understand. What are you talking about? You wrote a romance book. So talk about it, shout it, tell everyone, be proud of yourself. There are people in your life or people you haven't even met yet maybe who need what you have to offer and they might even know that you have the solution for them unless you talk about it. So there's going to be also people who want to support you, want to promote you, encourage you and if they don't know what you're working on, how can they really do that? How can they show your support? And that is a huge lesson I learned is that when I did finally embrace all of my multi-passions and I talked about it it was amazing how much support I got and I just I was almost kicking myself like gosh why was I you know holding myself back or feeling insecure when obviously the people in my life are amazing and they want me to do well and I don't want you to be unrealistic here sometimes there are people who will be a little negative but they are so many so less than the many who want to support you. So don't let that hold you back. Talk about what you're doing, your dreams, your goals, your business. 
Agreed. And I think the more that you hear yourself say those things out loud and verbalize your dreams and your hopes and the things you're working on, it really helps to affirm the legitimacy of what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. So, okay. So this next one we have is to know when to turn away business. And I know it seems backwards that you would ever turn away a paying client, but if they aren't the right fit, if they're going to cause too much of a headache or it isn't work that you love doing, it's okay to turn people away. We give you permission to say no. This was a huge turning point for me in my business. I used to work with anyone and everyone. And while you know, the wide range of clientele provided some good learning experiences, there were a couple major downsides. So first of all, in hindsight, I recognized that I was providing mediocre expertise when that client, occasionally there were clients who really deserved someone who was an expert in what they were looking for. When I started doing nutrition consulting, I was working with teenagers all the way through people in their 80s. I was working with men and women. There were some who were battling autoimmune disease, other who had specific heart conditions, some were on specialized medical diets. And again, I think that there's definitely a time in business growth when you say yes to any amount of experience you can get your hands on. But there were definitely some circumstances where I just, I feel like if I had turned them away, they could have kept looking and found someone who was a better fit. And I thought that turning people away who were asking for my help was kind of abandoning them in their time of need. You know, they were coming to me asking for help. But sometimes, you know, it could be the kindest thing that you can do because it will allow an even better opportunity for them to come through. And then next, it was working with clients who were not, who I, I could have said no, I could have passed up. It was taking up space in my schedule both physically and energetically, which was really blocking my ideal clients from coming through. I remember very specifically a woman I worked with at 8 a.m. every Friday morning for probably five years who I dreaded working with. Like I dreaded Fridays every, every week for five years. But I was trapped in this cycle of thinking, well, if I don't work with her, then I'm going to have this gap in my schedule. And it's just leaving money on the table. And it was you know, money that I legitimately needed at the time. And well, of course, I was going to have a gap in my schedule. And if I didn't make space, how was another client who I would love working with going to come through? When I finally worked up the nerve to pass her along to another colleague, I felt the biggest weight lifted off of my shoulders. It was like truly this physical feeling that felt so good. And I couldn't believe how quickly I filled that spot with another client that I loved working with. And that older client was thrilled with her new match. And so it ended up being a win-win all around. But I first had to make that really uncomfortable and scary decision to turn away business. So this really, I think, comes down to having an abundance mentality. And when you truly believe there is enough business to go around and there is space for everyone at the table, you don't stress about one missed client opportunity or saying a temporary no in order to make space for a bigger yes. And this can really, you know, take time to learn how to do this. Like right out of the gate, you you might be accepting everybody and 
you're going to learn who you want to work with. This is where your ideal client work really starts to come in is once you start getting those new clients. And I know that (laughs) I have plenty of stories in real estate of where I took on people that I kind of even knew, like in the consultation, I'm like, hmm, I don't know how well this is going to go, but I took it anyway. And one way to really make sure that you are getting maybe the client that you want, if it's not somebody you want to work with, like say if I had an ex- a specific seller that I was like, I don't know if this is going to work out well, I would make sure I'd have my fee in real estate as high as I was allowed to have it. And I would stick to that. And it was like, okay, if they end up paying me, at least I know I'm making top dollar because they're probably going to be a pain in my butt. But chances are they wanted to go find somebody else who was a little bit more affordable. So it kind of gave myself a little bit of out without having to tell them you're not right for me or I'm not right for you. Oh, I like that. You kind of like tested it. Like, okay, I'm going to put this out here. Like if it's really... I'm willing to do it if it's the right thing, but this is kind of my tester here to like to discern whether it is or not. Yeah, make it really worth my time. If <laughs> like I'm that. Put up with them. <laughs> uh, number ten is plan out your content. Yes, whether you're writing a blog or just have social media accounts, tailoring a plan not only is going to save you so much time, friend, but it's going to give you a more holistic take on your messaging. So it's really going to help with your branding overall. So I know a lot of people when they think of branding, they think of you know their images or their fonts or their colors, but it's also your voice. It's your messaging. So it's going to help you to focus in on that and you will have clearer call to action. So I know I see a lot of business owners who struggle with this and it's totally okay if you're just winging it day to day, but I bet that you feel a lot of stress around content. I bet you feel overwhelmed when it comes to writing. And you might even ask yourself, like waking up first thing in the morning, you might be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to post on social media this week? Or I need to send out a newsletter. It's been over 10 days. I need to send one out. And it just creates so much stress and pressure on you. And you know, I'm I know that I want you to batch content, but maybe you're not quite there yet. So at least plan it out and plan it out, you know, at least a week in advance. Have a week planned, even if you don't batch it all at once. Have some sort of outline. And I really feel like this is going to just take so much stress off of you. And you'll thank me. I trust me. You'll come back and you'll be like, thanks, Ashlyn. I feel so (laughs) exposed right now. (laughs) No, seriously, this is an area of struggle for so many business owners. I know we're hustling so hard that we're kind of just taking things one day at a time. And the idea of getting that far ahead, I mean, I'm this many years into business and even that still, there are still days where I'm like, I can't see past the next 24 hours. And that's why a group of us have begged you practically on our knees to create a course and teach us how to do this better because you are so skilled in this area and the world needs you to teach the rest of us. I think that this is really what inspired me to like create my upcoming course is because I was having people ask me questions. It was it was mainly about how was I able to plan out content for multiple businesses. So I think if somebody looked at my social media page, they might be like, okay, she posts consistently, but only a couple times a week. So how much is she really planning out? Well, I plan out content, not just for my social media page, but it's for multiple businesses. And, you know, my close friends and stuff, they were always asking me like, how do you do it? And the reason why I even started is 
how I do it is because when I started planning out my content, it was in my real estate industry, in my career where I would get so busy and so overwhelmed showing properties, listing houses, doing open houses, managing my house and the other businesses and my kids that I would forget about my content. So I used to be that person where I would wake up in the morning like, oh my gosh, I got to figure something out to post. And then what would happen in real estate is you have this huge rush of busyness with all these clients coming to you. And then all of a sudden you're like, your escrow's closed. So essentially you've been fired. And now it's like, um, I have nobody in my pipeline. And so that's really what inspired me to create my course is to make sure that even when you get into a slow season, you already have that habit down of consistently planning out your content. So hopefully your slow season won't be crickets. Yeah. And just getting those really good like foundational systems and strategies in place so that your business is able to consistently grow. You don't have those episodes where everything is so busy and then those dry seasons that you've got more predictability to the flow of your income. Well, I know that your course is going to be so valuable and I've already learned so much from the beta classes that we've been doing over the last few weeks. Um, I know I sent you that text last night. I was like, I've never been so excited to plan out my content. I mean, I was like, truly, we got off our call and I was like giddy with excitement because I really felt like, for once, I had a little bit of a better plan. Um, so, all right, friends. Well, I know we covered a lot today and hopefully you took some notes and you identified some areas where you can take better ownership of your business, both practically and from a mindset perspective. If you want us to dive deeper into any of these topics, I know we kind of skimmed the surface of a lot of different things today that we could potentially dive deeper into. So please let us know, send us an email or a message on Instagram, and we would love for you to subscribe to our show and leave a review. You would definitely be our new BFF if you did that for us. <laughs> we need some more BFFs we too. Need, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we will see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe and take just 30 seconds out of your day to leave us a positive review. Come say hi over on Instagram at Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs, and you can find Lindsay at lindsay.lives.well and Ashlyn at Ashlyn Covison. 